Welcome to the third episode of The Ribcast. I'm your host, Tia Nicole, and today is something special. Just let me tell you. So in honor of breast cancer awareness, I have the honor of having a spectacular guest on. She's a woman of God. She's a wife, a mom, a serial entrepreneur, and the founder of Hope. And last but not very least, most importantly in this segment, she's a 16-year breast cancer survivor. And I, I will be remiss to say she's my friend. So, I welcome Kimberly. How are you, girl? I'm doing well. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, once I posted that we were going to do this podcast, I had a flood of people messaging me to ask you all of these questions about your journey. I had to kind of narrow it down so we wouldn't be on long. <laughs> so I'm excited, but thank you again. So oh my if- goodness. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So if you're ready, let's jump in. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So with every testimony there's a test and that's one thing that I can really say I've known you for I don't know how many years now goodness uh, a long time Um, you have always been resilient and you have always in my opinion that I can say that is factual passed each test with flying colors so um, what can you say about your journey as a survivor what's your testimony What I can say about my journey as a survivor, first, just let me start off by saying every, everyone has a survival story. Um, Breast cancer just so happened to be one of mine. Um, I end up posting something today about it because I used to get very emotional talking about it, but now I don't because I feel like God has used me and kept me to share my story to encourage other women um so the main thing is just being here for my kids and just to have life after the storm that is so amazing you said something super powerful that everyone is a survivor that just really shows your character and how selfless you are to have gone through these things and to still acknowledge that everyone is a a survivor. So that's amazing. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about like your initial diagnosis? What were you feeling like um, that that particular experience? Well, we could be here all day, but (laughs) we could be here all evening, all night. So let me just first um, start with um, how I found out um, about how I had breast cancer. Um, I actually found a lump 16 years ago in my left breast. During that time, I was breastfeeding my son which is now 16 years old Isaiah was the baby but when I found the lump Isaiah was actually 3 months old because I was breastfeeding him at the time that I found the lump I um went to the doctor they told me it was a milk duck for me breastfeeding and not to worry about it so I didn't worry about it because like I said I was breastfeeding I had no idea that 3 weeks later I was going to be told that it was breast cancer. Uh-huh. So, um, 
I went on home. I didn't worry about it. You know, continue to breastfeed my son, live on, you know, normal life or whatnot. So the lump became a size. And as I shared with you before, Isaiah was like three months old going into four months old. So during that time, I was taking birth control pills and also breastfeeding my son. So the lump became a size. A size is like the size of a pea. Um, And it stuck up like out of my bra. It became hmm. like, you know, I didn't know, you know, because just from the outside of it, it was hard and it was bruised. It was sharp. It was a, a sharp knot and it was bruised and it was painful. So I made, call my doctor back, asked to see a different doctor, saw a different doctor. As soon as he began to do the breast exam, he freaked out, slid back on the stool, like, oh, we got to get you in for a mammogram. We got to get you in for a breast biopsy. And I'm just sitting there just on the exam table like, okay, what's this man talking about? Like, what's going on? Like, he, just from giving me the breast exam, he just was like, then it's like all hell broke loose after that. The next few days I went, was going through all these tests, mammogram, needle tube biopsy, ultrasound, me having to learn all this stuff because I don't know what they're doing at this point. Remind you, I have a, a baby that's under the age of six months and I'm mm-hmm. having to go through this in the midst of trying to breastfeed, take care of my family and all this and that. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. I was sent for all those tests and within the that next week, that next Thursday, I got a call from Dr. Lennox telling me that I was diagnosed with a stage four breast cancer called ductal carcinoma I left breast and I need to get back in as soon as possible because it was very aggressive and they needed to start treatment right away so I called my family cried about it went through angry phases and all this stuff but I knew then that I had to make some decisions because at first I was like, I'm not going back to the doctor. I don't know what these people talk about. They don't even know what they talk about. I'm too young. Because mind you, I'm 26 years old. Like, you know, I was 26. And, yeah. you know, they tell you don't get a mammogram until you're what? 30, 40? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. So I, you know, proceeded, you know, followed the doctor's orders. They put a port in. I had to start chemotherapy within those next couple of weeks. I went through several rounds of chemotherapy i was doing chemotherapy and radiation at the same time because the cancer was very aggressive and the birth control pills is what made the tumor swell so big so they were trying to get the tumor shrunk down um for surgery because remind you stage four uh breast cancer is this is considered bad to the doctors mm-hmm. so I went through treatment for a full year. The reason why my treatment took so long is because after three or four rounds, my body started rejecting the treatment. So I had to take a break in between. So that's why my treatment process lasted almost a whole year. So after that, um, after the treatment, they told me that, you know, they would need to remove my left breast. So I made a decision to have both breasts removed simply because my research and what I had read up on if I wanted to go back for you know reconstruct or you know get some new ones I wanted you know I just was fearful of just okay 
if I let them remove one breast, what if, you know, it traveled to the next one or what if, you know, mm -hmm. it was so many what ifs. So right. I just decided to let them remove both of them instead of one. So, yeah, that wow. is the short version. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Your short version is super powerful. Um, I just want to take a moment and just allow you to express how important it is for women to go and get checked. Like you said, like you were so young, you were 26. Now, oftentimes we like place this age of expectancy on what we go through. When can we have kids? You know, how are our breasts? And so can you just for a brief moment, just express to our listeners the importance of just getting, you know, regular checkups. Ladies, do yourself breast exams, especially when you're on your menstrual cycle. When you're in the shower, just lift your arms up. Do yourself breast exams. If you feel any discomfort or if you just, we know our body is women. We all know our bodies and we can tell when something just isn't right. So just follow up with it. I mean, yeah. early detection saves lives. If I wouldn't have followed up and did what I was supposed to do, I know for a fact I wouldn't be here. Every time I go to the doctor, to my oncology doctor, my radiation doctor, my surgeon, they just be like, they they be so happy to see me. They tell me I'm a walking <laughs> miracle because no one has ever seen a story like mine because it's, I mean. Yes. And I just say, but God. Yes. Every Thank time, you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so my next question, Kim, is what's your hardest fight? What has been your hardest fight um, or experience during this journey? What do you feel like you were like, whoo? Um, I know that in my mind, I would want to say like your initial, you know, your initial finding out. But is there something else that you really had to endure during your journey? Well, my hardest fight with everything and even far as dealing with just the whole ordeal is, you know, of cancer and just trying to live a normal life. Because I see so many women in my support group and so many women that reach out to me that, you know, are dealing with cancer, past survivors or, you know, just being diagnosed. They struggle with self-identity mm -hmm. and they struggle with having confidence within themselves after going through treatment or the hair loss I lost my hair I lost hair everywhere that there was a place to grow I lost <laughs> hair everywhere due to it um you know being breastless like I just try to you know stay encouraged and just understand that you want women to understand that you can still live your best life even as going through cancer or anything like I said this is just one of my survival stories so you can still live your best life even after undergoing through the hardest test ever in life. Yes. Trust God. Yes, best life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, best life. Um, so how did, I actually had a few people like, I guess because like, you know, this is my ministry. So I have a lot of believers they were reaching out like can you please ask her how did God help her <laughs> so for the listeners that asked me to ask her Kimmy how did God play a role in your just in your journey like how did he strengthen you how did get how did he get you through the tough moments um were you a believer before um your diagnosis you know if you can just tell a little bit about that that'd be great 
Well, my my testimony about that is, and it's crazy that you asked me this question because I just had this conversation with a close friend of mine because I had another conversation with a friend that is no longer my friend. And she made a statement to me um, that was very ugly that you didn't get saved until you got sick. Mm. And just to answer that question is my response to that is, I didn't get offended at all, but it stuck with me. And I'm sharing this because I have yet to see one person give their life to Christ, not going through a hardship in their life. Mm-hmm. So it took me having to be sick to give my life to Christ. And that's when I got saved. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that that's truly when I got saved because I didn't have nobody else to call on. In that hour when you are fighting for your life and you're going through so much, who else you going to call on? When Absolutely. you're praying, I, I didn't learn how to pray until then because I would always say, well, I'm going to pray about it. Or even when my mom would tell me, well, just pray about it. Just pray about it and go on. I really learned how to pray. I really learned how to trust God and I really learned like I started reading the Bible and it might have didn't happen until I got sick but it happened and I can say that I'm saved you know I trust God (laughs) and I know God is my source I know that he is what gets me through every day even when I pray with my kids I have learned to just not just at night before I go to bed I pray when I wake up I find myself in the car just thanking God and I just you know I have develop a prayer life within myself and that if, if it took that to save me then hey absolutely that, i'm i'm saved and, and god knows me he knows my heart yeah i try to fight everything in love until i can't fight it no more in love and you know like mm-hmm. just remove myself totally but that that's just that's how i how i became saved and well, how that, i learned god for myself <laughs> that that is super amazing i think that um to your point um you're absolutely correct and the beautiful thing about it is that God loves us so much even in those times that he he deals with us he saves us he loves us so it doesn't matter when we decide to answer to our father and say yes um the fact is that you answered and you said yes So I absolutely love that. I completely agree with what you said. And honey, listen, you saved, okay? (laughs) Exactly. He didn't say you have to be perfect to come. Oh, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) Yes, because no one is perfect. We're being perfected. No one is perfect. So um, that's that's an amazing testimony. I love that. So um, what has been your most rewarding moment during your journey? My most rewarding moment has been, and I know that people just be like, oh, is having life after this, to be able Mm. to share my testimony, to be able to uplift other women, to be able to encourage them, to be able to still be here 16 years later and to live my dreams see my grandkids i have grandkids now I got <laughs> all my kids are grown and out the house except for two and to just have life i mean like i don't that's why i say like i i don't play about me and and my life because i've had to fight hard for this life and so that's why I, I don't take nothing for granted and to just have life 
wow just have life after this that just goes to show like the impact of your journey just I have never heard anyone say my most rewarding moment is after the moment of my journey so that's amazing that's really something to meditate on to listeners um just after you go through your storm just truly living the life that God has called you to live so that's amazing Kim thank you I just (laughs) want to see more um black african-american women come Mm -hmm. out of the closet and share their survival story as a breast cancer survivor i'm part of the champions of hope with the uh, southeast health here in dothan and i'm on so many uh american cancer society i do so much but i just my prayer is for black african-american women to stand up and tell their story tell their survival story and show the people that we have black African-American women that have survived breast cancer too because you see so and and they're you know I don't know if it's some of the things that I experienced while going through it was the brokenness the angerness the embarrassment of losing my hair the you know I, I just pray that everybody heals from just the hurt so that they can share their story and their testimony absolutely wow because I haven't always been able to share mine. And I came out of that fear after losing my sister to cervical cancer. So wow. that is why I wow. would love to see more. Because my sister was one of those ones that didn't want people to know. And, you know, she went through these different phases. And she was given six months to live and she lived for three. And she lost her life before the age of 50. I want to say my sister was like 40 45 or 46 so well I'm definitely sorry to hear the loss of your sister I remember when it happened and always my prayers are with you for her um but you're absolutely correct I think that we should definitely start sharing our stories um because it strengthens others and I don't think God allows us or helps us to go through our stories without being able to help others so for sure I think it's um strength and our weaknesses so yeah I totally agree (laughs) so what advice would you so Kimmy um I know that you have a lot of advice that you can give women but what is the ultimate advice you will give any woman that is fighting this journey or even someone that has a family or a family member or a friend that is fighting it? I know it's one thing to be in the position as a survivor, but how can you tell other people that have friends or a family member that's fighting that journey? Like, how can we help or support those that are enduring this journey? I would say try to stay encouraged as much as possible stay positive and just look for the good and the ending results and just know that it's not longevity this is just a process that you got to get through so during this process you have to stay positive follow your doctor's orders juice invest in you a juicer if if you can't afford one contact me send me your address put in our support (laughs) group we have to give twenty dollars each to get you a juicer juicing will save your life it will get you all the the nutrition that you need to to fight 
this deadly disease. Stay away from red meats if possible and just stay away from sugars most definitely and salt. Um, those things feeds off of cancer and it's just it's not good for you and it doesn't do anything but make you like it makes you worse than how you're feeling so be mindful of everything you eat while undergoing any type of chemotherapy oh thanks that's amazing um i do want to allow you to give your contact information um or any facebook support groups or anything that you have but before that let me just ask this last question i know that you are the founder of your organization power and hope can you tell us a little bit about that the power of hope foundation um my mission statement is actually on my Facebook page. And like I said, I have a support group as well that's called the Survivors Group. I envision that group and the reason why I envision that group in the name. Um, power just speaks volume to me. Um, the word power and hope is two words that I use and that's what helped me get through. I would just think about those two words, the power. I have the power to fight this. I have the power to get through this. I am. I have the power over my life. I have the power to think positive to get me through this. And hope is no matter what you're dealing with in any situation, you got to just, just have hope. If you give yourself just a little bit of hope, that's just like great. <laughs> hope will get you through anything. And yeah. so those two words right there has always stuck with me. And like I said, my mission statement is on. If you send it, just follow us on Facebook. We post things in there. Um, the survivors group is about 22, 22 or 23 women in that group. I would have to actually add you that if they shoot me a message. I don't mind adding them to it because like I said, I have women that post in there from the day they start their treatment to their last treatment. We cheer each other on. If you have any questions, one of us will answer them. Um, like I say, it's nothing like knowing that you can go to that group or talk to someone that has actually been through what you're going through or going through what you're going through and when you have someone that you know that you can see that that beat something that you're fighting now it gives you more hope amazing so, amazing amazing thank you kim can you um throw out your facebook insta any I, you did just min mention the facebook group but anything um that can help the listeners contact you for support I know your heart, ladies, let me tell you, she has a beautiful heart. She's always been there to help people. That's just who she is. So I know she does not mind. <laughs> but if you can just throw that out, Kim, that would be amazing. Just one second. Sure. On our Facebook page, it's The Power of Hope on Facebook and my personal Facebook page is Kimberly Lillian. Like I said, if you just message me, I will get the notification and I can add you to the survivors group because it's not attached to the Power of Hope page. Um, but those are the two pages that are on Facebook and on Instagram. Our support is uh, hashtag the Power of Hope on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. And then you guys can also come to my page. She's my friend in real life and on Facebook. <laughs> so you guys can come to my page and search her off of my friend list if needed. If you can't find her, send me a DM or a message. Um, and then I will gladly connect 
you too or whoever needs her but thank you so much for your time kim i know you are a busy busy person i appreciate you so much for joining me today thank you for having me and if anyone um out there watching if you uh want to tune in tomorrow on our um wtvn um live at lunch i will be on um I think it's WDHN. I've been on so many shows, but I will be on live at lunch tomorrow with um, WTVY as well. So, yay! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you post it so I can read. Look, I'm sure somebody will post it. <laughs> well, thank you, Kim. I appreciate you, and thank you guys for tuning in.